The Dead Set Legends are up in a sec. And it'll be worth the wait. You don't have to wait for the Toyota Kluger. It's in stock now at Newtown Toyota East Big Park. The energy, the electricity are going around Australia this morning off the mm. back of Lance Franklin. Uh, Britt, you sat there last night and watched the game. Did you watch it because you wanted to watch it or the excitement around Lance Franklin? Oh, that definitely added to yeah. it because you didn't want to leave the TV knowing what was coming and there's just the anticipation that kept on building and building and I've just never seen anything like it. At what stage did you throw the bike in the bush and think he wasn't going to get to oh, a 1,000? Yeah. Did you always think he was going to maybe get oh, – I, I, I must admit – I didn't think he was going to get there at the no. start of the game. I thought it was going to rain, to be honest with you. Yeah. Uh, and then halfway through, about half time, I was like, this poor bugger's not getting three tonight. And it's going to be such a letdown for the fans. And his family, because his sister, I think, had flown in from LA and she was only going to be there leaving Sunday. Yeah. So, I mean, that's a big expectation on the family as well. To kick, like, four is not an easy task. Bud's always been confident. Yeah. I can imagine that phone call <laughs> to his sister over in... Uh, I'll, get, I'll get it Just done. Just say, hey, get on the, I'll get this done this week. No dramas. And you could see the desperation for the final one oh, as well. Oh, gee, it was amazing. Mick, it, did you think he was going to get there? Uh, yeah, like you, didn't think at the start of the game he would, but then as soon as the camera started to pan to his significant others, Alistair Clarkson wearing a Sydney scarf yeah. is going into going to indicate, I think Buddy's going to have a bit of a night out. And yeah. <laughs> the family was involved, uh, obviously the wife and the kid, they were all around, but it kept panning and the, the more it built up, as you know, you know Buddy uh, better, than, better than most, Zave, in terms of as soon as that type of theatre was around him, it was always going to happen. Well, let's live it. 28-minute mark of the first quarter. A quiet start to the game for Budwa, right on quarter time. Got the give and go back from Kennedy to thread the needle. Franklin in the pocket. Favours his left. Franklin, no problems there at all. That's a goal. Nine, nine, seven. Nine, nine, seven. That's and, when you started to go, right, the monkey's right, off monkeys the back. off the back, yeah. right. and, but also the celebrations. Bridget, did you yes. notice a little bit more in it last night mm. with Bud? It was getting him up and about. Everyone was getting around him. The crowd was going crazy. Mm-hmm. All right, we get to half time, Mick. Mm. Hey, what are you thinking? Was, and he was going quiet. And I'll tell you what, the other boys wearing the red and white, they weren't reading the script. Oh, mate, I was they were, they, were, <laughs> they be, weren't kicking it to him. Could be the best player in the competition. <laughs> but he thought, bugger you, Franklin. I'm getting kicking five myself. Yeah. Half time, Mick, what are you thinking? No, couldn't do it. No. Yeah, they weren't looking for him. He was he was up on the wing. He was playing a bit of a selfless role. Yeah. It wasn't going to happen, Zave. It wasn't going to happen. If you're in that situation, boys, are you looking <laughs> for the milestone player? We, Whether it's, okay, we're oh. never going to see a 1,000 again, but are you looking for the 100 gamer? And I thought she was going to ask if we were in the situation and we were close to yeah, kicking 1,000. Yeah, close to 1,000. I'm probably next in the question. cage flicking <laughs> them forward. <laughs> next, <laughs> question, next question, Bridge, just so uh, unrealistic. Yeah, okay, 17-minute <laughs> mark, quiet second quarter, 17-minute mark. Of the third quarter, he pops up again. High one, Franklin looking good here. It's thumped away from him, back to the bud. Taken out of it, he'll have a third goal at it. Slapped it to Warner. And a push in the back. Here we go. For his second of the night. Got it. So there's two. Now that one Mm. could have been dropping the ball. Could have been throwing the ball, so free kick to Bud. Then it could have been a free kick against Bud for throwing. Then mm. it was a free kick to Bud for pushing the back. Did the umpire read the script a little bit better than the Sydney Swans players, Britt? I think the umpires were all on board as well. <laughs> yeah, no, nah, loved it. 11 minutes later, Mick, in the third quarter, the big fella popped up again. Parker, rare fumble from him to centre-half forward, Buddy Franklin. 45 from home for career goal 
Listen to this. So that's 999. It was a good listen on Triple M last night, listening to the call, because they were fascinated about the 1,000, but they were also fascinated about which caller, either BT or JB, would call. who would call the 1,000th. So if you've been paying attention there, BT called 997. Yeah. Um, Oh, sorry. No, uh, JB's now called two. BT's called one. The fascination was more so on the Triple M box. Who was going to call the thousand? Okay, and apart how does from... that work? You're mm. inside the broadcast box. How do you share it around? No, well, funnily enough, I think it just really bounces it's around who, who has the lead in play, and then it just mm. swings naturally. So okay. no, no real setup. I must admit, sitting with Dennis Cometti when he called Melbourne v Bulldogs Grand mm-hmm. Final last year's yep. last ever call a minute to go, Lockie Reed tried to give it to Den to conclude. And Den said, no, nah, no, nah, look, you're a mad Melbourne supporter. You finish oh. it off. So there's a little Listen bit of that, that sort of stuff. Uh, and Nathan Brown, I heard on the Friday huddle, of course, Triple M's pregame program, he's going to get all the calls of the thousand oh. from every radio station and TV operator program, whatever, and rate them next oh, week. Oh, that's great. So who butchered it and who nailed it? Anyway, 999, the theatre of it all happening, coming off the ground, couldn't get back on the ground. The, oh, it was unbelievable. 18-minute mark, 7.19 Perth time. Buddy Franklin. Now they can split it wide. Numbers four to the ball here. Warner, surely he looks for number 23. Got him on short. And he's got it, bud. I hope they don't go early, JB. Look at it. Everyone's charging down. He's done it so many times. 999 goals, Buddy Franklin. The legend becomes immortal. The legend becomes immortal, Britt. We will never see that again. Where does that stand in sporting lights? You love your racing, so I imagine... Winks, Black Caviar, Maccabi Diva and all that sort of stuff. But where does that sit for you with what you've seen in sport? I've just never seen anything like it in terms of in sort of my era of yeah. everyone running onto the ground. I know we've seen it before, but the with, with the racing and stuff, that yeah, there have been great moments and you all enjoy it, but I think it was the postscript there and the fact that the AFL basically just sat back and they knew it was mm. happening. Mm. They could have said in the week in the lead-up, everyone, it's $5,000 fines, don't do it, and they could have had extra security, but they just went, nah, you know what? Let the it five, go. The, the five people on security did a tremendous job. Oh, oh, no. Can we I, just talk about the security oh, guards? The AFL, I must admit, the theatre of it, I absolutely love the fact that there was four trillion people around him <laughs> and no security, but the AFL really should have had some security <laughs> or police or something to help him get off the ground. Well, there, there was one guy right at the end in white that stormed him yeah. through and actually saved the night. Yeah. We'd still be going and getting players Mate, off. I, I was watching on replay oh. and my IQ ran out of recording. I didn't even <laughs> see the end of the game or anything. But uh, fantastic stuff. Buddy Franklin, the champion. We won't ever see that again. Made my night, made my weekend. Lance Franklin, absolute superstar. Chance Bateman's listening too. We played a big part in Chance Bateman's career early days. 999 goals, Buddy Franklin. The legend becomes immortal. The legend becomes immortal. And uh, Mick, that answers the question. JB had the call. JB did have the call. So JB called three of the four. So... 
But BT, I reckon, nearly knocked off, and apparently he was absolutely filthy with the delay of game. He wanted to punch the guard and get out of there, and the crowd was still on the turf. Well, mate, huge story, and as we touched on earlier in the the previous hour, Britt, you watched it last night with mm. unbelievable excitement and thrill, and you, you said Australian sport, how good sort of stuff. Well, I just think they would have been watching from all around the world thinking, how on earth has this happened? Yeah. Because there is nowhere in the world that you could have that many spectators run on to the field to a player, like no security no, wall around him, no. whether or not maybe they should have done a little <laughs> pace story, check of mate. the uh, yeah. security. You reckon but, if you're going mm. into that round, instead of going, okay, who's the biggest brute or whatever, yeah. you go, who's got the most leg speed for the yeah, security guard? absolutely. Get they've out all, there. They've always said that Sydney, you know, you're off Broadway in terms of AFL football, but surely they've got to build up to the anticipation that yeah. the crowd is going to storm. I, I can't wait to see the size of the audience last night who viewed the match. It's going to be huge, mm. but... It's not only in Australia, it's gone Worldwide. via the United States of America. Mm. Pat McAfee has probably one of the biggest sort of sports chit-chat shows. Uh, previously created headlines with the MVP Aaron Rodgers when he came out and said he wasn't vaccinated. This is our big Pat McAfee He's show. He's massive. Yeah. He's massive. Now, well, this morning, he was this morning slash last night over there, he has covered Buddy Franklin's thousandth goal. This morning, Buddy Franklin attempted and scored his thousandth career goal. There's four or six minutes left on the goddamn clock. You see that? Buddy Franklin bangs home a thousandth goal. (laughs) The entire stadium (laughs) attacks him. This is a once in a generational type thing to happen is what I was told by uh, Aussies tweeting me. Buddy Franklin, this guy, an absolute assassin with the footy. Oh, yeah. When the Sharon is in his in his hand and he's running up and he's about to blast it, that son of a bitch can land it in a keyhole if he had to. <laughs> he has different spins and curves and bends and magic. One thousand goals. Oh, what a feeling! AFL brought to you by. I couldn't help but just get overwhelmed <laughs> with joy for this guy. Woo. AJ, imagine the moment they knocks this through with six minutes left in the game to go up 107-69 an absolute rot in the entire stadium says we ain't f-ing waiting alright <laughs> Yin's lost this dude just did something awesome they, uh, that was amazing that's amazing that sports are back baby sports are back baby that I had so much joy last night watching it and I'll probably go and watch it 10 more times but he's just tweeted or Instagram yeah. something that's pretty cool Brit, uh, what was it it's just an awesome sort of a collection of photos that they've obviously put together of him leading in and then behind uh, closed oh, doors behind the rooms. I well. didn't realise how many people were on the ground before he even kicked before he even kicked the ball in fairness mm. to the security they probably didn't even stand a chance of beating some of them but they probably could have also put themselves on the field as well yeah. you know they probably could have done that anyway Mick what yeah. did you got for you'd, us, mate. You'd think the person that supplied Buddy with his thousands, WA, WA's own Chad Warner, yeah. would be able to celebrate and be involved in the big moment. Have you read about where he ended up after the thousandth goal? No, nah, where? Chad Warner kicks it to Buddy, Buddy kicks it goal, no worries, and they storm. Like yeah, Pat yeah. McAfee said, they got the assassin, they got the around assassin. and they squeezed. The assassin. I the love players, that. The players apparently organically just got shuffled to corners of the stadium. Yeah. Chad Warner, and I think it might have been Ollie Florent, ended up Outside of the stadium. <laughs> what? Outside of the stadium. They've they've gone down the wrong tunnel. What oh, in the do- we- getting get one of the jam donuts outside uh, the stadium? This is this is this is fact. They ended up in I don't, know, I don't know they're the SCG. In, they're, they're in Bondi Beach. <laughs> they're in the boots. They're in boots, footy shorts, and a jumper. <laughs> 
outside the stadium <laughs> as they're tr- and they because they're youngish players. Apparently, they were a bit um, disoriented as to where they actually were and couldn't find their way back to the change rooms for some time. Imagine it's not like you've got going, a phone to call someone yeah. and be like, "Hey, just look for the chicken treat." Like, imagine heading to King's Cross that night and seeing Ollie Florence still in his kit. <laughs> How good would that be? What a moment we've got. The St Kilda captain about to join us, two-time All-Australian, two-time best and fairest winner. And, Britt, did you know this man has something in common with Mick and I? What's that? 2013, I was voted most sexiest player in the competition. <laughs> 2015, Mick was voted most sexiest player oh. in the competition. And 2021, Jack Steele, sexiest player in the competition. Jack, welcome to WA, mate. <laughs> Thanks for having me, guys. Appreciate You're it. in esteemed company there. Mm. Yeah, I'm pretty, pretty proud of that last one. Hey, we're here at the airport, ready to come over. Yeah, yeah, we're just uh, at the airport now, about to jump on the flight over to Perth. So we're looking looking forward to get over there today and having a, a run around at Optus and, and, you know, getting ready to head in, into tomorrow's game against the Dockers. After last week, does Jack Hayes ask for business class uh, seat up the front? Yeah, well, I was actually just sitting there with a few boys trying to work out who's who's going to be the one sitting in business. But I'm sure he's um, he's earned the right to, to be 1A today, but uh, we'll wait and see. So you get over here, Jack, and it's uh, the game is is tomorrow. There, there isn't much you would be able to do. What is the the protocols once you get into WA? Um, we actually haven't been told a whole lot just yet. I think we're going straight to the ground just to to have that little sort of captain's run run around before tomorrow, um, and then we'll be going back to the hotel and probably we'll probably get briefed about everything along the way. So um, yeah, not not exactly too sure what it looks like for us. Jack, just a little bit of an insight of what's going on over here. West Coast have got one player available tomorrow. I dare say St Kilda will let you do nothing when you come over here. Yeah, it's probably probably not a bad idea, I reckon. Mm. I think we're all pretty keen to to just, um, you know, get through tomorrow and come back and, and sort of get away from it all. And you'd be keen to, to get into the match last week. Obviously not a very favourable result in round one. It would have been a, a fairly stingy week in reviews and training. How has the, the week panned out for you guys? Yeah, it's been a, a very long week. It always is when you play on, you know, Friday night and, you know, don't put in the performance you want and you've got nine days to sit and dwell on it. So, um, you know, it's, we, we've reviewed it pretty harshly and um, we've definitely changed a few things and we've obviously changed a, a few few players, the personnel, and, um, yeah, we're looking forward to bouncing back. We put it, put in a hard week of training and, yeah, we're ready to go. So we're looking forward to the opportunity that we have. One week on, have you got over that deliberate out-of-bounds uh, call from the umpires? Yeah, I actually haven't even like gone back and had a look at it. I haven't seen any footage of it, but um, there's no way in the world I was trying to, you know what I mean? Like, it was just bizarre that, that that happened, and I couldn't really voice my opinion to the umpire at the time. So um, it made it very frustrating, but it did make me move on pretty quick, I suppose. Of course, speaking to captain of St Kilda Football Club, Jack Steele, as we speak, Fremantle Dockers, what do you take out of their win last week against Adelaide, and what do you have to do to get the four points? Um. Yeah, they obviously had a really great sort of comeback win against Adelaide, um, and they're a really great side. They're a really good young side that have um, you know been playing a really exciting brand of footy for uh, the last couple of years. So we can't take them too lightly. Um, we just got to go over there and, and sort of worry about us a bit, and um, yeah, play play the footy that we want to play and and go from there. But yeah, like I said before, we can't really take them too lightly because they are a good side, regardless of sort of some of the personnel that they might be missing. 
A very humble man is Jack Steele, the St Kilda superstar, two-time All-Australian, voted the most Unlike sexiest yourself, man. who somehow well, inserted himself <laughs> into Buddy Franklin's thousandth goal last night. But yeah, continue, from, Mick. <laughs> but how does it feel, Jack? To, to You are a big deal, a, a big product of the AFL environment, but unfortunately within Australia, you're not even the most famous Jack Steele with the, uh, the social media sensation from the Inspired Unemployed also being named Jack Steele. I know he's come out of nowhere too, and he's taken the medal, which is unfortunate. But he's um he's doing well. I can't remember what the other fella's name is, but the Inspire employer they're quite entertaining. So I'm happy to sort of sit back and and uh, and watch what they're doing. But uh, occasionally I do get tagged in some of the uh, Inspire employed stuff, and I'm pretty I'm pretty sure he'd probably get tagged in a few things of the Saints as well. So. Um, I'd love to meet the bloke one day, mm. but yeah. There we go. We'll make an introduction. No, nah, they're very, very funny guys. But one bloke for the St Kilda list who I can't imagine who likes just to sit back and observe, <sighs> Bradley Hill returning to uh, against Fremantle over here. Had a big second half uh, last weekend. How's Hilly going? Yeah, Hilly's going well. Um, I think like the most of us, he's trying to do his best to sort of bounce back this week. He had a, he had a pretty good preseason and played well in, in our preseason game. So, um, yeah, we're looking to use him, especially on a – a big deck like Optus, we need to sort of get him in a bit of space and allow him to use his, his run and his skills. So um, I'm sure he bounced back. Jack, we've spoken so much this morning about Buddy's thousandth goal last night. Were you watching live? What did you make of it all? Yeah, I was actually, um, I was pretty knackered last night. I was keen to get into bed early, but um, I think he kicked the goal sort of going in the, into the fourth quarter and I thought I had to stay up and watch it and end up <laughs> staying up until the end of the game and watching every interview was just something that you sort of, you had to watch. It's just a, a piece of AFL history that, oh, well, I suppose a piece of sporting history in Australia anyway. So um, just pretty pretty stoked to be able to watch it. But it would have been awesome to be out there playing alongside him or even against him. Um, but, yeah, such an amazing experience for everyone involved. Uh, would have you, the St Kilda captain, uh, found you up underground like about four trillion others that joined in? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, actually, I had a few mates that were there um, and – I got so many Snapchats and, and videos from them that were, were charging the fence as well. So I was a little bit jealous of them because I probably would have been with them if I was in Sydney. Yeah, absolutely, mate. Hey, we wish you all the, the best tomorrow against the Fremantle Dockers, the Mighty Saints coming over. Kick off tomorrow at 3 o'clock. Grab it all on Triple M, of course. Good luck, Jack. Thanks, guys. I appreciate it. Those with the touch, choose Tab Touch. Better your bet and download Tab Touch today. Gamble responsibly. Call Gambler's Help on 1800 858 858. All I do is win, win, win. Sending you into the weekend with a winner in your hand. Oh, you beauty. This is Brit's Best. Triple M, uh, Brit, you always don't know where to come in off that. So do I say no to point no triple M? No, so go, Brit. You're far all right, away, mate. Right. You're in charge. Well, credit where credit is segments. due. Not called X's best. Probably should be. Well, but. it probably should be after <laughs> last week because I think you've learnt from last season. Last season there were a lot of multis that went down by yeah. one leg. This time you just went all out and you saw it last week that this would be a good idea. Now, I'm gonna, my fingers just ought to, I didn't want to do this, but my phone and finger have just grabbed it, like it just automatically, <laughs> and it's gone on the play to get 30 disposals. And I'm like, wow, wait, that's a bit Let weird. Let me guess. Let me guess. Yep. Oh, he eats meat pies at halftime. His name is Green, but it's not Toby Green. Tom Green, 30 oh. disposals in the Battle of the Bridge, $9. What? 
And sure enough, $50 on at $9. Cha-ching, cha-ching. $4.50 to be donated, which is fantastic to Lifeline. Absolutely wonderful. I think he had about 11 in the first quarter. 11 in about the first seven seconds of the game. It (laughs) It, was unbelievable. It was just outrageous to watch. Today, you need to follow it up. So uh, I'll go first. You fire away, Britt. This is your segment, and you're the one that wins 90% of the time. I've pulled one out of my clacker, and I'm sitting here (laughs) like I'm loaded. Okay, I'm with race six, number two, Pans Down from the Simon Miller Yard. Last start, finished second behind Acromantula. Just could not finish off any faster than what he did. He got home in 32.81. That's unheard of for horses to be running home in under 33. Name again, sorry? Pans Down. Pans Down. Pans Down, race six, number two. So uh, on on Tab Touch with the Super Pick, can get $3.10 at the moment. So drawn barrier one, Holly Watson to sit just behind the speed and be looking to uh, find a gap and go bang. Slick Mick, are you where, confident where, that I might be able to do it oh, again? Where's your finger just getting gravitated towards two right it, now? It is one of these things I feel really awkward because my finger, you've got to control your body, and I can't <laughs> control this finger. My right <laughs> index finger grabs the phone, tab touch account, and goes Brisbane Lions, goal kicker, three goals. Mm. The bloke who played the worst game of football I think Joe I've ever Dameron? seen last week. No. Charlie Cameron. No. Dan uh, McStay. <laughs> It would have did, been eighth in line. Dan McStay. Have touch for a uh, market on McStay. Yeah, no, they, they had to put one in. Dan McStay. He'll kick three goals today. He'll eat that defence. Don't worry about and, that. And and he'll be copying that feedback here right on live uh, Triple M Dead Set Legends from Xavier Ellis. That it's the worst game that's ever been played. What's yeah, the price? Four dollars seventy five for Dan McStay to kick three. Look for that to be done by half time in your account by three quarter time, and away we go for the weekend. It's that easy. I'll say it again. Put in, take out. <laughs> That was Brit's best for Tab Touch. Big, big Ooh. debut for someone in the box this weekend. Ooh. Or not in the box. Well, no, in our the... box here. We're meant to be in a studio oh, in, together. Yeah, in but our yeah. box, sorry. And we're going to send her down to the boundary, obviously. And it's, the weather's meant to be disgraceful for Brit's debut as a boundary rider. How are you feeling? Well, I would have liked if the weather forecast was a little bit kinder to me. Britt, there's not mm. going to be a drop of rain tomorrow. I was pulling your leg earlier. I'm You're looking at the weather forecast and it doesn't look good. Where are you no, going, you're Brits? as clean as a whistle. Really? Yeah, not, not a drop mm. of rain. Oh, beautiful. Yeah, 30 degrees, mate. You'll be as happy as oh, Larry down there. Well, I'm going to have the best Gee, seat I in the house. Gee, I wish you turned up looking like you're heading to the snow. <laughs> <laughs> I probably still will. Poncho, are you allowed umbrellas? <laughs> no, no umbrellas, no. No umbrellas. No okay. umbrellas. Mm. But uh, how are you feeling? You doing the? You do the racing stuff mm-hmm. so brilliantly well. I'm looking forward footy, to it. Footy debut mm. down on the boundary tomorrow for Triple M. Yep, very much looking forward to being down there and... Uh, yeah, I believe you have a few tips for me. Well, that we do, which is great because one boundary career was ended this year, mine, and yours is starting to blossom. It's fantastic. Now, we're going to start with uh, a few things, a few words of advice. Now, uh, along the way, it's tough sometimes that you get thrown to without a warning and mm-hmm. the question, you don't know what they're going to ask and you may be daydreaming or whatever. So there's plenty of things that could be going on. Greg Blewett, obviously Australian cricketer, Triple M in South Australia, does a tremendous job. Fantastic cricketer too. Gee, mm. I used to love you watching Bat, but... Uh, Elegant. Bluey had a little issue with uh, getting his words out, enunciating his words properly. So make sure you make sure you nail your uh, you just nail what you're trying to say. Get it out clearly. Greg Blewett on the boundary for Bob Jane Teamarts. Clean belly, bill of health. uh, (laughs) Clean bill of health for both teams down here, guys. It's unbelievable. Greg, well, and he's, he's hanging on, Brit, so I don't think you have to actually excel to keep this job. Oh, you're saying oh. the bar's not that high. <laughs> hey, uh, Brit, repeat after me. Okay. R2, R2, R2. Bossa Navalagi. 
Oh no. Oh no. R2 by Senavalagi. R2 Bon moment. Another prerequisite, Brit, is to get the players' names right, even if it is a really simple one. Todd Marshall out late with a bad back. In came Georgiadis and uh, Tyson, uh, Dyson, uh, Tyson Deppel, sorry. <laughs> D- Dyson Heppel, though, it's hardly the name you went with, Mick. What's yeah, the name? And how good is this, Britt? Today, just to really ease into it, we're getting in a guy called Jack Steele. Just a, just a real yeah. half volley out. Yeah. Beautiful. To get to yeah, yeah, a, a, light, a light little net session that before we me, hit the um, centre. The little memories of uh, you're, you're getting a bit jittery. Around yeah, did you say memories? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Here we go. We're going to make it melt on air. This is fantastic. <laughs> hey, uh, really important too that um, tomorrow's game is four o'clock. Mm. So day yes. night. What time is it? I don't really know, but. Uh, Three o'clock. I don't like saving. Sorry, Han. Well, I don't know. This is who you're working with, Britt, tomorrow. Tom Brown. Just get the time right. (laughs) Right in front of Tom Brown and Dr. Owen White, Bob Jane T-Marts. Hurry in into financial year deals now on. Good evening to you, Tommy. Good morning, Howard. Good good evening, Howard. uh, Footy's never kicked off at 8am, Tom. It's uh, it's probably an afternoon. I'll give you a free guess. It's probably an afternoon where you're calling from. And the glamour girl of WA Racing. I don't think we're going to have too many issues with this next one, Britt. you just got to keep it PG because... As as we as we know, anyone can be listening. Doherty's back on. He's come on for Adam Sardin. We're just keeping an eye on Dan Houston as well, who also seemed to cop a knock. <laughs> no, he's uh, good news for the Blues and not so. <laughs> Sorry, go again on that, Leachie. Just once more for us, please. I need to hear that Doherty's again. Doherty's back on. He's come on for Adam Sardin. We're just keeping an eye on Dan Houston as well, who also seemed to cop a knock. <laughs> Dan Houston uh, dominated last weekend, so the cock was fine. Um, <laughs> but you're, work, you're working with someone, Britt, that uh, last year, I think he, one of his his best calls of the year was a player had been punched in the doodle. Mm-hmm. Bulldogs players heading towards Nathan Wilson, so he's obviously done something whilst they're on the ground together. Oh, he's punched oh. him in the doodle. <laughs> <laughs> the doodle. Hey, that's what he's, he's done. Punched him in the doodle. Has <laughs> that's what he's done. <laughs> I thought I covered that quite well. Dennis thought it was uh, the, uh, the more professional performance he's ever seen. And last but not least, a favourite, a fan favourite of ours um, is a guy who wasn't broadcasting from the boundary in an AFL game. He was actually over in the UK covering some soccer. And at half time, he was crossed back to the panel to cover what he saw on the field. Here it is. We're off to Fratton Park where there's been a red card, but for who, Chris Kamara? I don't know, Jeff, has it? <laughs> I must have missed that. Red card. Chris, have you not been watching? I haven't. What's happened, Chris? Uh, I don't know, <laughs> Chris, let me tell you, according, according to our sources, Anthony Van den Boer has been sent off for a second bookable offence. No, you're right. I saw him go off, but I thought they were bringing a sub on you. <laughs> <laughs> Chris Kamara, it's an absolute ripper. Britt, good luck tomorrow. You'll absolutely nail the it. Bar like the bar is set very low. The bar is set very low. Don't swear, speak properly, say the names right. And make, watch it the really, game. And make it a really good memory. And, right? <laughs> yeah. and if I've got any advice for you, if they throw to you and you've got nothing, just make something up. <laughs> Just, just spot someone and say, in the hands of a doctor. And that's it. No one knows any different. Xavier Ellis, just in the hands of a doctor. Yeah, soon. Pedal to the metal. And it's lights out and away we go. This is Rusty's Motorsport Update. Bendix brakes. Put your foot down with confidence.
Oh, we love this segment. Every weekend we get to speak to the number one man in motor racing, Greg Rust. Of course, if you do love your podcast, grab a Rusty's Garage on the Listener app. And of course, it's free of charge. Morning, Rusty. Good morning, guys. How are we all? Oh, going very well in here, mate. Absolutely flying, of course, off the back of Bud last night. But we're not here to talk about Bud. We're here to talk about the supercars this weekend. I believe Tasmania's the spot, mate. Bathurst winner, Chaz Mostert, is absolutely flying. Outside the big three teams, are there any other contenders, mate? I think the likes of, say, Erebus. So yeah. uh, Will Brown, who's done some amazing things in, um, in his junior career. And in the last sort of 12 months or so, in supercars has really made everyone sit up and take note. And his teammate Brody Kostecki, you could put in the in the same uh, category yeah. if you like. I mean, he's an unbelievably good good driver. So, yep, you're right. It's worth looking beyond the top okay. three, beyond Red Bull and Shell and so on. And that's a great little bullring Tasmania, which does tend to throw up a few surprises. Good crowd. So, um, uh, it will be because yeah, it's you know. Um, like all of us, we're all starved and have yeah. been starved in motorsport in recent times. It's great for the people of, uh, of Tasmania and it's got so much history in the Australian Touring Car Beautiful. Championship, that, uh, that, that track. Rusty, on to the Formula One and Ooh, yeah. it all rolls on to Saudi Arabia this weekend. Practice one and two held overnight, but a few questions over whether it's safe enough to go ahead. What's happened there? So there's been an incident at mm. uh, an oil refinery, literally oh. 10Ks down the road. So there was billowing black smoke, um, some sort of issue where, where something was evidently thrown in there and, and uh, necessitated, you know, authorities uh, looking into it. So uh, 15 minutes was the delay in the start of free practice two for mm. Formula One. What basically happened is the administrators, the key Formula One personnel uh, and the drivers all got together to discuss whether the event should continue to go ahead. Was it safe enough to do that? Now, they believe it is. Yep. So they're going to press ahead with the event. The safe, Ferraris, safe for health, Rusty, or for security reasons? Security reasons, yeah, for right. security reasons. So, um, uh, you know, there's a bit of stuff around and news about it yeah, today, obviously. Um, but they want to press ahead. They feel like that's the, the right thing to do, that they're there now. And that, that I mean, Formula One will have very good people when it comes to yeah, security and, and stuff like that. So Ferrari's fastest in, in practice. Charles Leclerc continuing the great form uh, at the start of the championship by... Uh, just a tenth over Max Verstappen. Now, the, the McLarens, Lando Norris did get in the top 10 in practice okay. too, but Dan was down in 15th. Uh, but they, they could be just, I, I, I put a little bit of caution in that mm. because they could be trying different things with the cars. Yep. Remember, they're on the back foot with that brand new machine um, you know, from, from testing. So. Mm. And Lando Norris, very, uh, he's a very good one to watch on social media, guys. He's my favourite out of the form, Formula One drivers. Hey, let's finish off on uh, supercar champion, Scotty McLaughlin. He's gone to the IndyCar in the US, and he is airborne. He's doing an amazing job at the moment. So hot off the back of winning the opening round, he finishes second, a close second in Texas last weekend on the ovals. Now, he had a good result at Texas there last year, so he leads the championship by more than 25 points after two rounds. Um, the, the sport, I think, has really woken up to the, the, the kind of talent this guy's got. And hopefully it all leads to a to a great month of May for him and the and the jewel in the crown, the big race at the mm. Indy five hundred. Oh, Rusty, look forward to it, mate. Just flashback to my own life and having a bender mm. in Texas. They were good fun the other days. <laughs> Rusty, mate, thanks very mm. much for jumping on again. I look forward to speaking to you next week. And of course we can grab your podcast on the listener app. Just simply search Rusty's Garage. We hope they let you back into Texas. No, See you guys. No doubt. I'm done from there. That's one place I can't return. The checkered flag's out for Rusty's Motorsport Update. It's McLaren and Ricardo that win the Italian Grand Prix.
Brakes, Brakes. Put your foot down with confidence. Get more good podcasts on the Listener app and get into Newtown Toyota East Vic Park. Let their family look after yours.